Go to Psalms chapter 100. Today, Psalms chapter 100. Of course, we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving this week, and uh, I think Thanksgiving is definitely a wonderful holiday. And you know, uh, I thought about going back and you know, stu- you know, reading up on some of the history of Thanksgiving and studying the history of Thanksgiving and how we got it. But you know, one of the things I love history. Uh, I love reading about history. Uh, I'm all for history. But I was talking about this with uh, Brother Eric yesterday that you can find history to line up with pretty much whatever you want. Okay, if you all in here today, if you hate America, if you're ashamed of America, go watch some Michael Moore documentaries, and uh, he'll give you a lot of history on there that you'll appreciate that will continue to make you hate this country and think it's not so great. Uh, now, but if you love America, if you're proud of your country, you know maybe go watch. Uh, I've seen a couple of Dinesh D'Souza's uh, documentaries that he has, and he'll make you proud to be an American. He'll make you love your country. But you know when it comes to history, people they kind of just take what they want from it. And with Thanksgiving, the same thing kind of happens. You know, on, on Thanksgiving, uh, I've heard a lot of good history on Thanksgiving, how it was started, but now a lot of people talk about Thanksgiving as a time when the pilgrims went and they, you know, lied to the Indians and double crossed the Indians and, you know, we're terrible, Americans are terrible, the Indians, and we got this country unjustly, and, uh, you, know, you know, and it's like, which history do you believe? You know, which history are you going to go along with? And you know what? I wasn't there for any of it. Okay, I, I wasn't. And when it comes to history, you know, there's not really a whole lot of absolutes because we weren't there; we didn't get to see it. But when we study the Bible, okay, thank God we know that that there's some absolutes there. We know that that's truth there, and that's that's why I don't like preaching a whole lot of history and stuff because it might be wrong. But with the Bible, we don't have to worry about that. And so we're going to study Thanksgiving today, but what the Bible has to say about Thanksgiving. And I think it's really neat when we see just what Thanksgiving uh, is in the Bible and what it means. And I believe it's something that we're supposed to be doing and celebrating all the time. And especially, I think every Sunday ought to be Thanksgiving time. I really do. In Psalms 100, let's read verse 1-5, through it says, "...make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing." Know ye that the Lord, He is God, it is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name, for the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. You know, I think it's safe to say that Psalms 100, pretty much that whole chapter is talking about singing. And even that making a joyful noise. I like that verse. Bible says, "Make a joyful noise unto the Lord." You can make a joyful noise off key. By the way, uh, that is very possible to do that, and I think it's and I think it's okay. It's good to make a joyful noise, but I think it's safe to say this passage is pretty much all about singing. And notice how it says, "Enter into His gates with thanksgiving." A lot of times when we talk about thanksgiving, we think about it as just giving thanks, which is. Yes, that is what it is. But we see in the Bible that most of the time when thanksgiving is mentioned, it's talking about giving thanks, but in song. It's talking about it's talking about singing. And just you know, uh, the Webster's eighteen twenty eight definition of thanksgiving uh, it means you know rendering thanks for good received, or the act of rendering thanks or expressing gratitude for favors or mercies, uh, and then a public or a public celebration. 
of divine goodness, also a day set apart for religious service, specially to acknowledge the goodness of God, either in any remarkable deliverance from calamities or danger, or in the ordinary dispensation of His bounties, the practice of appointing an annual Thanksgiving originated in New England. So that's the Webster's 1828 definition. But notice Thanksgiving in that definition, it's a public thing that we do. It's a group thing we do of giving thanks to God. And obviously in our country, we have an annual Thanksgiving time and that's great, that's wonderful, that's fine. But when we look in the Bible, we see that Thanksgiving in the Bible is something that is. It's very public and it's something that you do in a group. And we're going to look at some verses about Thanksgiving and look at the different definitions for the uses of it in the Bible. And it's really interesting some interesting some of the things that we can learn from it. But first of all, go to Nehemiah chapter 11. Nehemiah chapter 11 and verse 7. I want to read a verse for you there. Nehemiah chapter 11 and verse 7. This says... And these are the sons of Benjamin, Salu, the son of Meshulam, the son of Joed, the son of Padiah, the son of Kaliah, the son of Maasiah, the son of Ithiel, the son of Josiah. A lot of uh, interesting names here. And it goes off and it names all these people. We're not going to read through all their names because I won't say hardly any of them right. But then, let's jump down to verse 17. And it says, And Mataniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, was the principal to begin the thanksgiving in prayer. Alright, so notice that they had this group of people that would give thanksgiving in prayer. So, many times when we talk about thanksgiving, it was referring to doing it in praying, but in this example here, it's actually talking about praying and giving thanks in a song. The definition for thanksgiving there is simply... Uh, literally to or to hold out the hand physically to throw at or away, especially to revere or worship. I, like you can picture somebody, you know, leading singing there uh, with extended hands, intensively to to bone, to cast out, make confession, praise. But basically, they're they're praying in a song, basically here in this Thanksgiving. And there was like a whole group of them that did it that were assigned to it, and it was very public. It was a time. Of public prayer, and really, I think when thanks when you see Thanksgiving in the Bible, many times prayer is associated with it. Praying, giving of thanks, and they would do it together in a group. You know, we we do that. You know, we pray as a group here. There's private prayer that you ought to do. You know, there's that prayer closet that is very important. But public prayer is also very common. It's also very appropriate. And you know, it's sad how many places in our country now are trying to get the courts to say it's. They're not allowed to pray in public meetings and things. And really, I think that's a very good thing and it's very it's a very appropriate thing to be done. To be giving thanks publicly in a group. Well, what if there's Muslims there? Then they can just deal with it. Alright? We and we're gonna give well, we've got to acknowledge our God too. No, we don't. We need to acknowledge the one true God. And people don't like it, I mean they can talk to God about it when He shows up one of these days and set His kingdom on this world. And we'll see how that goes over real well. But you know, it's not wrong. It's not inappropriate. It's not something, your know, prayer is not just something for the private, which there is private prayer, but prayer is very public. And this particular prayer, it was one that was actually sung. And you know, our prayers 
I'll go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Our prayers that we pray should be something that's just absolutely packed full of praise. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It is totally appropriate for us, like maybe after we pray in church, or even even when we're praying, to sing a song after that, or maybe even to sing a prayer. That's something they did all the time in the Bible. They would sing prayers, and we don't want it to become a vain repetition thing. But it ought to be common for us too that maybe after a prayer to have a song to be singing praise God. And, you know, we pray for something. Maybe we sing about the power of God, and we sing about maybe how God answers prayers. That's something that Bible says to do it. Praying with thanksgiving, and it's talking about giving of thanks through song. And also, it ought to be done without worrying. You know, when you're singing praise, okay, and the way that definition talks about, you know, with extended hands, you know, out to God. I mean, you can kind of just sense and see just the confidence in it. Okay, if you've got a whole choir of people that are up there singing a song and praise to God, all right, there's obviously going to be some confidence there. Can you imagine if earlier when we were all singing, I sang the mighty power of God, if we're all just standing there shaking in fear while singing that song? Well, that's just not going to be real effective, is it? I mean, we're supposed to be singing about the mighty power of God. We ought to be able to sing that with confidence. We ought to sing that and praise to God. We shouldn't be singing it like we doubt He's really that powerful. We shouldn't be singing that a song about God and His ability to answer prayers in a way like we don't really think He can answer those prayers. And thanksgiving is something that's almost always associated with singing, but it was something that was public and it was something that involved prayer. And I believe it's totally appropriate that a thanksgiving time ought to be a time of prayer. Where we thank God. And you know, in that first Thanksgiving that they had way back then, I know there there was prayer that was involved there. They prayed and they thanked God for his goodness to him and for his blessing. And it was something that it was public. They didn't do it just amongst the church. It was the whole community, which then the whole community probably wasn't going to the same church, weren't they? That whole community worshiped together and they all prayed together. And they didn't worry that maybe one of the Indians that showed up might get offended if they're praying, you know, in Jesus' name instead of praying to I don't know who they worship, you know, to the wolf god or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is they worship. They didn't care. They they gave thanks and they prayed to God. So how to practice Thanksgiving? Public prayer, public, not just private. It's Thanksgiving is a very public thing. Thanksgiving also how to practice it by publicly singing praises to God in a group. That used to be a very common thing around Thanksgiving time. Maybe even before the meal, people would sing a song of Thanksgiving to God. They would do that before that meal because that's just what you do in Thanksgiving. Uh, Hebrews chapter or um, Nehemiah chapter twelve and verse eight. It says there that moreover the Levites Joshua. Benui, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, Mataniah, which was over the thanksgiving, he and his brethren. The Levites, they were kind of in charge of all the music during that Old Testament time. And notice how it mentions this group, this choir of people that sang. And notice what it called them that was over the thanksgiving. That's what they did. When that choir would get up and sing, 
That was thanksgiving. They were giving thanks to God and they did it in a song, but by publicly singing praises to God in a group. The verse that we, uh, Psalm 69, verse 30, the verse we've been saying uh, for the last month. I can't even quote it in my head. Right now I'm on the spot. But that's, that's about singing praise to God with thanksgiving, isn't it? We're supposed to do that. There would be no, listen, there, it is totally appropriate. And not just as a church, okay? But for a town and for a group of people, for a community to come together and pray and giving thanks to God and for them to sing a song of praise to God. That is what they did way back then on Thanksgiving. And that's what Thanksgiving is. It's something that you do in a group. And I don't believe it has to, it just has to be in a church. You know, we're all, you know, we all are anxious and you know, we're, it's easy to praise God in a, in a group and to pray in a group here in a church amongst God's people. But sometimes when you're out in public, it can be a little embarrassing. You know, I don't. I think it's totally appropriate, and I think we ought to. Maybe when you're out to eat in a restaurant, ask a blessing on the food. Amen. Go ahead and pray. Who cares who's watching? Let them watch. Let them see it. They should be thanking God that they're able to eat too. We shouldn't be ashamed to give thanks to God. We shouldn't be ashamed of Thanksgiving. I'm not saying you have to break out in a song right there in a restaurant, but you know that might have a that might have a good effect too. I say I don't know what would happen, but uh, but hey, at least. Go ahead and say a prayer. You know, you don't have to stand up and make a big production of it. You don't have to put on a big show. But you know what? With that group that you're associated, that you're with, uh, go ahead and you do it right there. Give thanks, pray to God, and you know, singing His praises. It's all appropriate. That's what Thanksgiving is. You just doing it by yourself somewhere. That's okay in your private time, but that's not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, it's always it's always a group thing. And then notice this too. This is also a part of Thanksgiving. Go to Leviticus chapter 22 in verse 29. Because see, basically Thanksgiving, what it is and what it's all about is Thanksgiving is just it's all about worshiping God. It's all about worship. And really, the public prayer, that's something we do every week in church and we ought to do it every week in church. The public, you know, the singing praises in a group, that's something we do in church. I love singing by myself in the car. I mean, boy, when I'm driving down the car, you know, you know, down the road by myself sometime, I can really let it rip. I mean, I I totally butcher some notes sometimes, but uh, I have a good time uh singing those praises of God, and I like doing that, but you know what? I love singing in a group too. I remember one year I went to a uh, a music college that they have out in Schaumburg, and I remember they had it was uh, just like a three day thing that they have with Patch the Pirate and a bunch of people that come down for it, and we had we sang everybody sings in the choir there, and there was like three or four hundred people in that choir, and man, they had all the fancy orchestration and stuff there, and you know we just all got and we sang these songs and just let her rip. I mean, it, I mean, it it was exciting. I mean, it was so much fun. And then they, when they had the big night where we perform all the songs in front of everybody, they had the whole congregation there, and the whole choir or the whole church sang "Holy, Holy, Holy." And they had taught us this descant, it was called, that kind of goes with the song that we sang. And they all were singing one thing, and we were singing our thing, and it just all went together. I mean, it was just, I mean, it got you excited. And this was one of these really, you know, kind of highbrow, snooty churches. But I was kind of wanting to run around, uh, you know, after singing like that, which I'd probably gotten thrown out, and I didn't. But I wanted to, you know, because it's just it's exciting singing in a group like that. 
And the bigger the group, the better. The more exciting it is. And that is Thanksgiving. And boy, I mean, we ought to be excited about that. But also, I believe this is part of Thanksgiving. I believe this is part of worshiping. Leviticus chapter 22, verse 29 says, And when ye will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. This is a thanksgiving offering that it's talking about. And notice this thanksgiving offering. It wasn't like some of the other sacrifices and things they gave that they were required to do, that they had to do a certain sacrifice at certain times. I mean, they were required, there were some things they were required to do. This was a free will one. This was something that, hey, you know what? I'm feeling thankful. I just want to give thanks to God. And they would give this special sacrifice. For that, a free will sacrifice. Well, we don't do sacrifices. We don't sacrifice animals today, but we sacrifice by giving free will offerings. By giving a free will offering. And I believe that one of the ways that we give thanks to God is by giving to Him. And this isn't talking about the tithe because we owe the Lord the tithe. That would go under the required sacrifices, the things that were required to do. This is just something extra. You know, most people who are given extra, they feel pretty thankful, don't they? That's, and that's many times why they do that. People who don't, people who don't even give what they're supposed to, usually don't, and they feel like they can totally justify it because they feel like, well, I'm not very blessed. Well, you're lucky that you're able to give because you know you've got so much money. You know God's been so good to you, but He hasn't been that good to me. So you know what? I'm just going to hang on to it. I can spend it better. You know the Lord knows that I've got to eat. The Lord knows I've got to do that. Not a very thankful attitude, is it? But you know, whenever people do it because they want to, not because they have to, that shows a very thankful spirit right there. That shows a thankful attitude. And you know what? God doesn't tell us, you know, the Bible talks a lot about tithes and offerings. And we know what a tithe is, but the offering we don't know. Because it is, it's a free will offering. And it's all about giving of thanks. And we ought to be thankful people. We ought to, you know, participate in thanksgiving. I believe that we worship through, in our giving. Worshiping is serving God. And if you're working for that money, then that, and you give that money, to God, then all that work you were doing to get that, you were actually working for God. You might think that you were working for somebody else, but you were actually working for God. You were serving God, and we worship Him. We give thanks to Him through our giving. Psalms 107, verse 21. Psalms 107, verse 21. It says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. I love that verse. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness. Listen, God deserves whatever we can do for Him. Whatever you can give to God, He deserves it. He's worthy of it. And boy, we ought to show that. You know, a lot of times, you know, we... You can tell how much maybe somebody means just by the effort that goes into what they do for them. You know, maybe if you know, find out it's you know, maybe your wife on your wife on her birthday. You know, they can tell when you put no thought into the gift. You know, gift certificates are nice, but I mean, gift certificates usually mean you didn't think about it a whole lot. 
You know, if I just gave my wife, you know, a hundred dollar gift certificate to Walmart for her birthday, she'll take it. <laughs> but at the same time, I could probably, you know, you know, make her a lot more happy with something that cost fifty dollars that actually had some thought in it, that had some effort in it. And many times, when it comes to our giving and a thanksgiving to God, there's no effort at all. There's no sacrifice at all. And that's part of showing our thankfulness. And when somebody knows that you sacrifice for them, maybe that's why you know you appreciate that gift that maybe is from a child, maybe that picture they drew, or or something that they made, some kind of craft, something that you know they worked hard on, something you know they spent a lot of time on. That has some meaning to it. And you know what the truth is, if I give, you know, if I'm a millionaire and I give a thousand dollars, you know, that there's no effort in that, is there? God's not that impressed. He's not that excited. Remember the story about all the people that were coming and they were casting of their abundance into the offering. But that widow came with the two mites and Jesus was he was impressed with her. Why? Because she sacrificed. And how often do we sacrifice anything? I mean, good night. We're not even going to give in that extra 50 cents that's in our pocket to the missions because we want to buy a soda later from the soda machine. And we can't go without our soda. For a day, I mean, we can't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do without anything. Now, I deserve that soda. I need that caffeine, you know, to keep me going, so I can have energy to keep up with my six kids. I gotta have that stuff. You know, that's not a thankful attitude, is it? And we literally don't want to ever sacrifice anything, and that sacrifice is what shows thanksgiving. That's what shows real worship. And us just giving of our abundance, it doesn't really mean anything. Us just giving of our tithe, that's just what we owe God. But that thanksgiving, that's a free will thing. And that's something that I believe we ought to, there ought to be some sacrifice involved in it for it to be what God wants it to be. But people, when you don't give, many times that's basically proclaiming with a loud voice that God has not provided for you. People say, oh, I can't. I can't give my tithes and offerings. I'm not able to. Why? Has God not provided for your needs? Is that what you're telling us? Because that sounds a lot like the attitude that I'm hearing. It, you know, is God going to ask us to do something that we're not capable of doing? No. God's not going to ask us to do something we're not capable of doing. Everybody wants to blame God on their financial woes instead of blaming their own problems. Maybe like gluttony. You know, maybe if you started eating at home instead of eating out all the time, you'd have enough to be able to be able to, you know, give a little bit extra in the offering. Maybe it's just nobody wants to blame their laziness. Nobody wants to blame wastefulness, the things that we waste money on. The gambling. Nobody ever blames that. There's people. I I I'm just horrified. I'm just disgusted by all these new video gaming places going up all over the place where people are just going and flushing their money down the toilets. And these same people that flush their money down the toilets on things, if they dared come, if they ever came to a church and heard you speak on something like tithing, they're going to look at you like, how dare you say that to me? I'm so poor. I'm such a victim. I can't even afford to make my house payment this month. Because they flush their money down the toilet in a video gaming thing. I don't, and I'm telling you right now, that just, that irritates me to death. Because you know what? I understand what it costs to do things. Is I've got six kids. Okay, I've got six kids. I have a mortgage. I have all that stuff. Listen, I know what things cost. Okay, 
But I also I also know how much stupid costs. And let me tell you, stupid is really expensive. And I've made some stupid financial decisions before. I had. I made a stupid financial decision recently, and it cost me some money. And you know, I'm not I'm not happy about it. But you know what? I'm not going to say. You know what? I'm going to get that back from God. I'm not going to put my offering in this week because I need to get that money back. I'm not going to do that. But people they do that all the time, and it's like you got to you got to have food. You got to be able to eat. Really, that's what you spend 100 percent of your money on. You're not wasting on anything. Listen, we all do it, folks. This is America, and we waste money like you wouldn't believe. And if you don't believe me, just watch on Friday all these people that are going to be over out there fighting over DVDs and video games and TVs. And I'm telling you, you're going to see these people that are going to go buying all that stuff, driving off in clunkers, and those same people, if they showed up in church and you said you ought to give your tithes and offerings, they're going to look like, how dare you expect that from me? I can't afford to do that. You know why? Because you're greedy. You're falling for all the advertisements. And I don't know why I'm getting so fired up about this right now, but it just that stuff just... It gets me mad. I'm tired of hearing people make those excuses. It can be done. It's not that hard. Ten percent. God will. He. God is not an unreasonable God. He does not ask us to do something that we are not capable of doing. And if you can't do it, it's not because of God. It's not because God shortchanges you. It's because you're doing something else stupid. And maybe I didn't pick your thing. You know that's stupid. But listen, I do. I know people that waste. I mean. The, the amount of money a month that I spend on a car payment drinking. If you, had, you know, every, every Friday, it's like they get off work, they just want to go, go drinking. And you know where they like to put those video gaming things? In bars. I wonder why that is. I wonder why gambling casinos always have alcohol all over the place too. Why? So you can dumb those people down so they will continue to waste their money. And yet, in our country... Our, our people, they cry and whine the most when you talk about giving. And then, and then they have the audacity to act like God has shortchanged them and God hasn't blessed them enough. And let me tell you something, that is not a very thanksgiving attitude. That is not a very thankful attitude at all. And we ought to have a, an attitude of thanksgiving. And part of the way we practice that is by giving. And we ought to enjoy it. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that video before. I'm not saying you ought to do this. I saw there's a there's a guy who goes to a black church that when he when he gives his money in the offering, you know, they're playing the music and he goes up there and he does a dance uh, before he puts the money in the plate. And it's pretty funny and it's pretty impressive too. Actually, uh, you guys got some pretty good moves. I'm not saying you have to do that, but at the same time. I'm thinking, man, that guy enjoys giving. <laughs> and everybody else enjoys watching him give. And uh, you know, don't do that next week in the offering. But, <laughs> hey, you ought to feel like doing it. You ought to feel like doing it. God's been good, God's been good to you. you know, give Him what you owe Him. But then on top of that, say, you know what, God, I'm thankful. Here, take this extra. Just because you deserve it, God. You've been good to me. You've given me more than I need. And so, here... Take this. That's an attitude of thanksgiving. Don't go blaming God for your financial woes if you can't do that. So, and there's a lot of things that we do that we I mean, just waste money. But, but another way that we can practice thanksgiving is by telling others about the goodness of God. Psalms chapter 26, verse 7. Psalms chapter 26, 
and verse 7 says that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wonderful works. When you publish something, what do you do? You're trying to get it out there. You're trying, you're, when you publish something, you're making it public, right? You're making it public so people can find out about it, so people can hear about it. And we are supposed to publish with the voice of thanksgiving about God's wonderful works. We're supposed to tell people about the things that He's done. Hey, God's blessed us here, and so we're going to publish the things that God's done. We're going to do it in things like songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Because there may be a lost person that comes in here, and we're going to tell them about how great God is, and we're going to do it through song. It's it's more rememberable. You know, it's more rememberable that way. Have you ever seen? You know, have you ever watched a musical before? When all of a sudden there's an exciting moment and everybody just breaks out in the song and, and dance and everything, and it's I don't know, it's just kind of effective. It kind of it kind of gets you a little bit. When and it's you know, and I, I know that's goofy and that's that's funny, but there's just something about people coming together and singing something. It's going to have a little more effect. That if I'm up here saying God is powerful, you know, it's going to have more effect with all of you singing about I sing the mighty power of God. And what are we doing? We're trying to get a message out there today. You know, people today, everybody knows songs like Amazing Grace. You know, they know they know grace is amazing. They know that God saves wretches like us. Why? Because that song's kind of been published quite a bit. It's been out, it's been out there. People have heard it and they've learned things from it. And we are supposed to publish and we're supposed to tell others about the goodness of God. We're supposed to get the word out. And we do that. We can do it. You can do that through singing. You can do it through talking. I'm not saying we got to walk down the street and just break out in a song and you know, like I said, that get a lot of attention too. But we need to be telling others about the goodness of God. The Bible says, you know, it's the goodness of God that leads man to repentance. People, they by hearing about the goodness of God and by seeing the goodness of God maybe in your life, that will lead them to Christ. And so we've got to publish it. We've got to tell others about it. And then lastly, Psalms chapter 50 and verse 14. Psalms chapter 50 and verse 14, it says, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Offer, pay thy vows. What, is, what does it mean by paying a vow? It basically just means doing what you said you were going to do. Okay, it says, Pay your vows to the Lord. Well, for you to pay your vows to the Lord, you have to have made a vow to the Lord. In other words, you've had to commit to something. You've had to say that you were going to do something, and you know what? Whatever it is, you ought to do it. You ought to make promises to God. You know, Lord, I want to serve you. Lord, I'm going to read my Bible. Lord, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to tell others about you. We ought to make those promises to God. He wants us to do those things, but then more importantly, we need to make sure we fulfill it and we actually do it. And we we offer thanks, we practice thanksgiving by simply serving God. By doing the things that we told Him we were going to do. Once again, God deserves our worship. He deserves our praise. He deserves our service. He deserves our finances. Whatever it is, God is worthy of all of it. He deserves every bit of it. And we are, and we need to make sure we fulfill it. That we have that a thankful attitude that Lord, I'm thank thank God that He allows us to serve Him. We've got to be thankful that we're able to do that. You know, hopefully you're thankful for things like your job. You know, if a person who's thankful for their job, they're going to do things like show up for work. 
They're going to do things like try to do a good job and fulfill the tasks they're supposed to do. There are some people out there they don't have that don't appreciate their jobs. They don't like their jobs. They're not thankful for their jobs. They don't think their job is paying them enough. And you know what? Those same people, a lot of times they don't show up for work. They don't perform the tasks like they're supposed to perform. And eventually they end up losing those jobs. But when it comes to serving God, many people, the reason that they're not serving God, the reason they're, you know, you can't hardly get them to show up for church. The reason you can't get them to do anything for God is because they're not thankful. They feel like God hasn't been very good to them. They like to talk about all the problems they've had and all the difficulties they've gone through. And really what they're saying is God just hasn't been very good to me. Well, if I was as blessed as you, you know, I would serve the Lord. I would go to church. You know, if I had what you had, I would give. If I made what you made, I. No, listen, that proves right there an unthankful attitude. And the Bible talks about those with an unthankful, uh, those who are unthankful, their foolish hearts being darkened. Those of us that people who are thankful, they understand that we've been given more than we deserve. And the truth is, just the fact that we're saved, thats we didn't deserve salvation, but God gave that to us. And all the blessings that we receive in life, those are, those are extra. And we should definitely be thankful for them. And we should also practice thanksgiving. And we do that. We do that in worship. We do it here at the church. We pray together. We sing together. Those are things that we, you know, get up here, we proclaim the gospel, we tell people about Jesus Christ, we publish His wonderful works, we publish His goodness. Why? Because we are thankful for what He's done for us, and we want to practice Thanksgiving. And this year, on Thanksgiving, listen, I, I think you ought to pray together. You know, before you have that big meal, pray. And thank God for it. Don't just do it by yourself. All together, do it. Hey, go ahead and try singing a song. Nothing wrong with that. Oh man, I don't sing very good. So what? The Bible said make a joyful noise. Oh Lord, just sound happy. And people put up with it. Okay, and they'll 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 deal with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But especially at church, we ought to be celebrating Thanksgiving every single week. When we come together, we ought to be singing. We ought to be praying. We ought to be giving. We ought to be serving. Every one of these things involved in Thanksgiving. I didn't go through all the definitions of them, but many of many of the definitions it specifically is talking about singing. We need to we need to practice that and do it because God deserves every bit of the praise we can get. And so I don't like praising Him very much. Well, you might want to see if you can cancel your salvation because when we get to heaven. There's a whole lot of praising that's going on in heaven. When you read the book of Revelation, there's a lot of praising. There's a lot of singing that's going on. And you know what? It's going to be loud too, the Bible says. And I'm looking forward to that. And by the way, you can't cancel your salvation. You're stuck. And I don't, th- I don't think you might ever want to. But with that, I want us all to stand together right now with their heads bowed and eyes closed.